From the heart of the city to the outer edges of the Beltway and beyond, this is the District of Misfits Show. The drinking show with a podcast problem. This is your guide into our unique and beautiful city. The good, the bad, the ugly, as well as the funny, straight up ridiculous. Told by us before someone tells it for us. The opinions expressed on this show are our own. We make no apologies. What up, my Misfits fans and friends? Welcome to the podcast for the rest of us. I am Marcus Bradley Dunn, the pasteurized chef. We are down two tonight because I killed him. I left him in a ditch. And once again, Val's not ready. So. This is what happens when the four of us go out. Yeah, last night we went out. It was the first time the four of us went out. In a, in a really long time. So. And then dangerous. the next thing you know, we're down by two. <laughs> <laughs> I got lost. Somebody else got lost. It was fun. Marcus, I lost Marcus. Jamie went downstairs to smoke a cigarette. He said the next thing you know, he woke up. Next thing he knows, he woke up in his bedroom on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we went to DC9 and then Black Cat. So yeah. and 80, it's 80s night at Black Cat, if you didn't know that. So, so it was a good, good time. times. Good times. Good times were had by all. Yeah. Out of boy, George. Out of boy, George. <laughs> all right, Val, give us our uh, call of action. Already, we are the District of Misfits show, drinking show with a podcast problem. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the District of Misfits show, on Twitter at DC Misfits, on YouTube. You can also find us at the District of Misfits show. Please like and subscribe. You can find other content and other previous shows um, of District of Misfits, and as well as some other podcasts that we are producing. Um, if you, we oh, can also find us on Twitch at district of misfits. Um, if you'd like to find some, find and buy some, um, of our merchandise, like the hat that Marcus is wearing or the tank top that I'm wearing, um, you can find that, find all of those things at crushingdc.com. And if you'd like to be a guest on our show, or if you'd like to amplify your own voice and create your own podcast. Um, you can email us at crushing nope at uh district dogface studio at gmail.com. <laughs> can you tell who doesn't do the show notes much? <laughs> I can. It's Torres. Bauer, who do we have on tonight? Tonight we have co-owner, co-founder of Ancho Ancho. How do you say it? Ancho Ancho. Ancho. Yep. Um cidery. Mm-hmm. Rachel, to how do you pronounce your last name? Topelius. Yeah, that's a weird one. It's new to me too. I got married recently. Still oh, no. <laughs> so we were very happy to have you on the show. Um, we're gonna have you tonight, and then in a few weeks we'll have you and a, a plethora of other people talking about some um, cool things that we have planned for the future. But tonight we're gonna be talking to you. And, it's all um, about you tonight. All about you. All about you. You want a spotlight. <laughs> I don't know how interesting I am, but I'm excited to be well, here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. No, you're pretty interesting, it seems. Yeah, your bio is deep. Tell me like 20 minutes to read it's it. A little, it's a little <laughs> all over the place. It's, you think but it's, it's going awesome. in one direction and then it, it changes. Yeah. Well, see, I feel like that's a, that's like the thing for, especially for, I feel like that's how it is for people in the industry. Yeah. In particular, the people in the industry here in D.C. 
I feel like there are a lot of people who had, you know, different plans in life and somehow gravitated towards the restaurant and bar industry. And then just, it sucks you in. (laughs) It does. And it makes for such an interesting community. I love when customers are like, oh, you serve, are you bartender? Like, you know, nothing about me. Like there's so much about me that makes me want to be here. Like, why don't you do this? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've talked about it multiple times. I was a teacher for a really long time. I have my master's in special education and like, awesome. you know, I tried desperately to get in and out of the, <laughs> out of the industry. I mean, the whole reason why I got into it. What's up, Megan? Megan was with us yesterday. She's an honorary okay. misfit. Um, so, you know, I, I, because I was a teacher, I made so little money. I, that's how I got it pulled into the industry so I needed to supplement my income to live here in DC as a teacher That's as a sad thing. little preschool teacher yeah and then, shit I'm trying to get out and it keeps pulling me back in it does I mean I left <laughs> for a little bit and then all of a sudden I was like sucked back in you know good then, if I say I was retired from the restaurant industry I didn't retired <laughs> no no I mean, that, nope. that is exactly what happened to me also. Left the restaurant industry, thought it was a temporary thing, came back, again left, thought I was doing something else, couldn't pay for school without doing it, no couldn't shit. figure out how to make money as a social worker without it. Right. But like, there are a lot of I great things. I feel like social work and like also. education tends to hand in hand. Hand in hand. So yeah, what's more going, yeah. the kids or the, the customers? kind of the same I think a lot of the same <laughs> skills go into it that you know you have to use in social work and teaching you use with customers at least for I sure. feel like it for sure so yeah I, I didn't mean to cut you off so if you want to go back to your last thought that's fine no I just you know I think there are, there's a lot about the service industry that's really attractive also I mean a lot of us fall back to it because it's a great way to make a living it has a lot of flexibility but like it's a it's a fun career. They're interesting people. It's something different every night. You're physically active, which for a lot of us who don't love just sitting in front of the computer all day, oh, shit. like that's pretty great. Uh, you know, good food and beverage is amazing. Like that gets me excited. Like that's fun. Yeah, I mean, so. We we all have those wild stories. We've all seen it. I mean, I spent twenty over shit home money almost like twenty six years in business. So it's like yeah, fuck. I've seen a lot of crazy shit. I've lived in New Orleans. I lived here. Uh, communities. I mean, have you only been doing it in DC or are you out in Missouri doing it as well? Uh, just in DC. I finished school and came back here. I've, I like hopped around in between, but DC is my industry experience. I started at the reef 9 million years ago. So that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting because we've done a re- reef reunion show. Really? Oh man. Yeah, so we had we had uh, we had the whole crew. That's so funny. (laughs) Brian Harrison was there. Yeah, he's been on a few times. He's been on two or three times. Yeah, so Brian's been a guest. He he was like a proper guest one time, and then he was like a um, surprise guest another time. (laughs) And then we had him on the um, also on the reef reunion because Boo worked there also. Boo used to work at the reef also. I met Boo a million years ago, but I was like a 21-year-old child who was hosting for the first time. And yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I remember my Drew first Swift day. Had been on our show multiple times also. Who is that? Drew Swift. What did he Oh, Drew Swift. Yeah, yeah. 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 It worked in Meridian Paint. Uh, my first day at the reef, my job was to run shots across the street in plastic <laughs> ramekins to the asylum staff. 
and to bring back right. running running rumplements across the street. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was and my somehow intro. rumplements has made a comeback, which makes me angry. It's not you. It's I like, enjoy it. I, there are moments for it. There are moments not for it, just to be clear. You can't right. drink that all night long. But So I made one, one Christmas I made at my bar. It was supposed to be just a joke shot. And it was Grand Marnier, Jaeger, and Rumble Mints. Oh <laughs> and Sounds all you could cool. taste was Rumble It tasted like a Rumble Mint. It's all it tastes like a fucking Rumble Mint. And people so powerful, it. it just dominates. Oh, it's like Drano. That's <laughs> just, hilarious. But we took it, and I was like, this is not half bad, actually. Just, what the fuck is wrong with that? <laughs> like, it shouldn't be like sign of an alcoholic. <laughs> Funny. That's my early thing. Oh, this isn't half that bad. <laughs> and I was in Ocean City, so, you know. It's... That seems Ocean. like an appropriate place. For See, that. right. It's like, yeah. you know, you got to have the right time and place. <laughs> yeah, Ocean City. Yeah, we were in Ocean City this weekend. So I, I, I enjoy visiting. I never want to live there again. I do not. Yeah. It's one of those places I do not want to live, but I don't mind getting drunk there and going to Secrets or Fagers or Mackey's or Dead Friends. Whatever. About that. Yeah. We went to, um, so it was Marcus's birthday on Thursday. Hey, happy birthday. Thank you. And we went to see my friend. So for his birthday, yeah, <laughs> I made him go see my friend's band. So they were, they were <laughs> playing like outside of Ocean City. And I was like, so. For your birthday, how about we go see my friend's band play? <laughs> and then there we, we go out to Ocean City afterwards. <laughs> Sounds like but, a good you know, birthday. I mean, they're a Grammy Award winning band. So. Yeah. Like I mean, listen, I've gone to shows where I don't like the band and they put on a good show. I could care less for this music, but it was a really good show. You know, does that make sense? Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dave Matthews, perfect example. Can't stand him. But I love his shows. His shows are fan fucking tastic. Yeah. Fucking yeah. They're solo acts when they used to get ripping. So and that's the same yeah. thing with it. Good energy. Yeah. And like he has a following. Like the people who I talked to that night, like they knew every band member's name, like where they're from. Commitment. Like, All right. This is what's up. So <laughs> I felt like an asshole telling them that I knew nothing about the band, but I'm going backstage here in a second. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, we got to your go birthday. Look at that. That's them. So the the Asian guy, <laughs> he's, the one, he's the one that I grew up with. Um, he his his name is Derek. Growing up, um, he went by Ricky, and so I always knew him as Ricky. And then, like when we got into high school, he wanted to like be all grown and shit, and he was like, "I go by Derek." Uh, I know he went by Rick. And I was like, I don't know who this Rick is. <laughs> <laughs> and like, so he would always introduce himself to new girls as Rick. And they'd be like, oh, you know Rick? And I'd be like, Ricky? <laughs> <laughs> and then he went to college. He actually went to AU. And he started going by Derry. And I was like, I don't know who this person is, Derry. Derry. But apparently there's like one of their band members is also named Ricky. So when I'm screaming mm -hmm. out Ricky on the stage, I'm like, oh, I mean that guy. <laughs> it was a good show. I felt like sounds like a fun birthday. Yeah. Yes, I got some pictures. Give me a second. So Val, you want to talk about my other birthday gift that you got me and the roommate? 
Oh yeah. So for I have a cat. You have <laughs> I have too three many. cats. I actually have three cats. So I just moved into the house <laughs> in February. So I have three cats. Marcus isn't necessarily like a huge fan of cats. Allergic. I'm allergic. Um, I mean, I'm allergic. I just take an allergy pill. Yeah, I um, am too. I have two cats and I'm allergic. Like whatever. Right. Fine. I just part of my morning routine. I gotta pop that fucking allergy pill and I'm gonna kill a cat. So my my baby, the little one, um, Sonic is his name. He's crazy. Like he has a so wonky eye, and he's like he's super wiry. Like he he's six years old. He behaves like he's like six months old, but no. like he's crazy. <laughs> Marcus, yes, he should be. Like what else are cats gonna do? Right. Like he's right. like a nut. He'll like play all by himself. Like he'll just sit in the corner and like with whatever toys there are, he'll just he like, throws shit up to himself. He'll just <laughs> smack it. That's amazing. That's so Marcus is Marcus has grown to have a little bit of a soft spot for, for Sonic. It's not totally so, for his birthday. This is what I got him. <laughs> I wish we could I wish we could zoom in on it because the picture it's Sonic. <laughs> Sonic uh <-huh>. is on <laughs> You're looking amused. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but it looks like Sonic I mean it's just this weird this um weird thing that popped up on Facebook one time like it was like you know get this made for your cat or whatever for whoever your favorite cat loving person and it's the only it was the only um company that you could get a preview first because otherwise you have to like you just sent in the picture and then they do it for you so you never really know what it looked yeah. like so I, I previewed and I was I was laughing so hard because first of all it took me forever to take this picture because Sonic is crazy and uh <laughs> just the way it came out it just makes me it just it's ridiculous here marcus i'm gonna send you a um a zoom <laughs> sonic's face so are you a cat person now is it official i mean i've had cats off and on throughout the years because i wanted a pet and they're easier than dogs yeah. being in this industry yeah, sure. um i mean i can tolerate them i like it they don't bother me really it's just i can't breathe <laughs> and I get itchy. So. Minor detail. <laughs> <laughs> um, so because this 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 company, this website, they give you you know if you got like two, it was it was you get a discount. So our other roommate has a cat. His name is Percy. Acts like Garfield. Yeah, he's like he's just wacky. He's like super chill. He's like the only one who really tolerates Sonic because the other two, my other two cats, can't stand him. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> too much. And so, hmm. Oh yeah, he's just much? way too much for them. And yeah. so then, um, so they, so I got this. So then I got this other shirt for for um our roommate Matt. Wait, where is it? Hold on. <laughs> and I say th I think I'm so funny. I mean, I clearly am just amusing myself. But yeah. So there's a picture. Of the <laughs> well, what I thought was so funny is it really makes it look like Sonic is like hiding behind the leaves. Just chilling. <laughs> I love how much cat paraphernalia is out there. Like I, I've gotten t-shirts for my husband, like best cat dad and like socks that have like, <laughs> I have a dog too. We have weird dog shit also, but like mm -hmm. there's, there's such an opportunity to make money off of crazy cat people. It's such a Yes, it's such a big industry. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it people it really that. is. 
and the thing is, oh, that's a that's the one of person. <laughs> that's amazing. That's awesome. So yeah, and the, and then and Matt was I'm gonna like, look into get one for yourself. And I was like, we'll see. But then that would be really like I couldn't. I I was like I thought about it, but then I'd just be yeah. really leaning into the whole like. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have boundaries with that for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There was one year for Christmas. I mean, not for Christmas, for Halloween. I actually was. It was a year that I was getting Sonic and I was the crazy cat lady for, for Halloween. I had, like, How do you represent that? I oh, was okay. like in a I was in a house coat <laughs> like slippers <laughs> with like these crazy big glasses. And I had like these like small little cats that were um, you know, just stuffed animals that I had like pinned all <laughs> over my my robe. Your cat fur all over you. My favorite. <laughs> and you're out like at the grocery store. Like you can like tell a, who cat people are. There's you can't like get rid of that bag. on you. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Okay. All right, Valley. Anyway, so back to you, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Another crazy cat person. Which makes you even better. <laughs> I so I'm gonna regret saying this. Uh, publicly, but I grew up with nine cats and a dog. I literally thought that I lived in a zoo. Like when you go to school, you learn <laughs> that a zoo is a place like with lots of different animals that people come to visit to see the animals. And in addition to the cats, we had just every animal you can imagine: boa constrictor, iguana, cockatiel, like bunny, <laughs> rat, like everything. But the cats really dominated. There's quite a few of them. Right there. It was, yeah, built-in babysitters with the pets. It's a win. <laughs> now, where did you grow? Where are you from? I grew up in Baltimore. Uh, Wait, you And did? my dad, yeah, yeah. So did I. Well, really? I was outside of Baltimore. We, mm. I, we went to, I went to the Bryn Mawr School of Girls. No way, I went to Friends. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> <laughs> too funny. That means absolutely nothing to most people, but that's like uh, yes, a crazy small it. world. <laughs> It is. I, I There's like my very best. Yeah. So, so I was gonna say Ricky went there, but no, he didn't. He went to BL. Um. No, oh, he, I lied. He went to McDonough. Um. McDonough's a good one. That's so funny. Wow. Yeah, but like, great. This, I have a lot. Friends is right down the street from Bryn Mawr, so we. I'd come yeah, super cool. all the time. I go to Friends. Yeah. Yep. Well, <laughs> Friends never had anything fun going on. We would usually cut to cross over more on like the Gilman side or. Right. Well, so my best friend Marita, she went to Bryn Mawr with me, and she was dating a guy from Friends. So we'd always like cut school and go there. And there was this guy I had a crush on, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll come with you." Now, <laughs> how many damn schools are next to each other? They're pretty close together. There's the private schools in Baltimore. This like weird little bubble that's uh, yeah. there. There's the co-ed ones, which front where I went is like one of the three, and then most of them are all guys, all girls schools. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of just crossing over that's out of run. But so Gilman yeah. was my 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 school's brother school, yeah. and then there was another. There was also so it was like the tri school. There was the other girls' school, Roland Park. So like we all had classes together a lot. I think okay. by my senior year, I only had one class that was completely girls. I think everything, every, all my other classes were co-ed. Makes sense. You got to socialize. Got to learn how to be around other people. <laughs> but that's, yeah. that's the thing about friends is like we were like very insular in a lot of ways because we were co-ed it was also Quaker school very very different bubble 
<laughs> I mean, it was great. It was great in a lot of ways. But that's so funny. Fun. I know. Wait, wait, what year did you graduate? I'm 04. I'm a little bit older than you. <laughs> <laughs> Feel old. Um, yeah. No, Baltimore is great. So I grew up in Baltimore, and then I've lived in D.C. I went to school in Missouri, uh, which sounds weird. St. Louis. And <laughs> came back to D.C. And then I lived abroad for a year, and then I came back to D.C. I was never planning on staying. And here I am, Damn. and I love it. That's how it happens. That's how I was too. I was always like, this year is the year I'm leaving DC. And I just never did. I mean, I have moved, I have went away and came right back 15 years later. You know? Because you missed it? Yeah. I still had a lot of friends here. So I would visit. And just yeah. timing the way it happened, like a friend needed a, a friend's friend needed a chef. So I was like, eh, I just closed my restaurant. There's a city down. I didn't really want to stay in the area. I'm yeah. like, ah, I'll go back to DC. And see what happens. I didn't. I've not left. It's Twelve years later now. So, yeah. You know, it's crazy. It's hard. Why did you say Louis? I think DC is a very special city. Yeah. Now, St. Louis. Where did uh, you go to school? St. Louis is a lot like Baltimore. All right. I see went that? to Washington University in St. Louis. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I stayed for grad school. I was in like a three-two situation, so I stayed a little extra. Um, I loved it there. I mean, I loved it. It's You don't see a lot of the city when you're undergrad. I feel like there's like this kind of separation and then staying for grad school. I feel like I got to see a lot more of what St. Louis was. Had some crazy experiences, Midwestern style, corn mazes, pumpkin patches, things that like you oh. don't think of. And, and this side, abortion clinics, you know, things that are just very different there than they are here. Uh, that probably sounds weird out of context, but um, I worked at a Planned Parenthood there. And it was good. It was eye-opening. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about you, you know, working at the at Planned Parenthood in Missouri. What was that like? Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, well, in retrospect, I was like a child doing it. It's crazy to think about what you're like when you're, you know, 20 years old. Um, I was in grad school getting my master's in social work. And, you know, I've always been pro-choice. I've always been very out there with my beliefs and was like, I'm going to do this. This is going to be great. And I had no idea what I was getting myself into. It was an amazing experience, like life-changing, amazing experience. Uh, it was tough. It's like one thing to say that you believe in something. It is another thing to hold a woman's hand during a procedure and like walk through protesters every day and have bomb drills and, you know, things that like, this was 10 years ago, more than that. So thinking about what it's like now, I mean, this location is shut down for that type of services now because of the changes in the laws, That's which is so crazy. kind of crazy. There's nowhere in Missouri you can go anymore. That's um, what it's, but it happening. Was, it's what's happening in a lot of places, which sucks, man. Yeah, I mean, so much of the resources now are just going to redirecting people to where they can get help. And luckily, Illinois isn't far away, and there are some options there. Um, but yeah, it was it was an incredible experience. The other people working there, you learn so much from other people. You learn a lot about yourself, learn a lot about the world. You know, you grow up in Baltimore going to a private school in a little bubble and you think you understand. And then you meet right. people from very different walks of life and realize how much you don't know. Um, right. It was really powerful. Yeah. yeah I, 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 you know, I agree that it was so in like the private school, sort of community in general in Baltimore, I felt like was very insular. And uh, yeah. I felt like I was very, we were very, um, what's the word? 
um, sheltered in a lot of mm-hmm. ways because I felt, you know, especially for me as a minority living in, in Baltimore, um, I, I was, I don't feel like I realized like the breadth of, of the experience that we had because yeah. it was not until one time when I left the city and I went, so I went, I was in the South somewhere and I was like, what? Like I couldn't, it like blew my mind that people behave the way that That's they interesting. did. And yeah. I just, I, because I, you I didn't experience really it that. as much. Hmm? Yeah. I, that's wild. That's gotta be quite a powerful experience. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think is, is that I don't think I even, I, I don't, I, I think looking back on it, I'm sure there were a lot of like microaggressions that like, I just was not aware of, sure. you know, and, uh, um, yeah. or I just, I was just ignorant to, or just, you know, very naive. And now, I mean, there, I don't know if you've heard about this. There's this, uh, Instagram page on that that's called like the something, something about the tri schools. So it would be my school, Gilman and, and Roland Park. And, and it's, it's moderate, it's moderated by uh, a bunch of former black students from the three schools. And they talk about how racist (laughs) three schools are. And it is just jaw dropping. I'm like, God, these kids are like, you know, and this is years and years, decades after I was there, you know, that I went to school there. And uh, um, it's a little bit disheartening to see that it's so prevalent still, you know. Um, I, think, I don't know. You know I mean, friends, friends is like a, very different. Friends <laughs> like, is a friends. Quaker school and like taught diversity classes starting in third grade with comprehensive wow. sexual education. And like right. there's, I loved my education, just to be clear. Like I got an incredible education. I feel super lucky. But I think because it presented itself as being like we were the diverse school, we were the open mind. It totally glossed over so much real stuff that, you know, it's like that stuff was still happening just because, you know, 10% of our class was diverse or something like that. And that was the highest in the private school areas. That doesn't make it a safe space for those students. It doesn't make it an inclusive environment. That doesn't represent true diversity of the community we're living in. Uh, So I think, you know, only now am I starting to really, like, understand how sheltered it was. But again, I had an amazing education and felt like it was, like, very inclusive at the time. I did, too. You know, and I I think that I didn't – I I, felt like as as I got older – was when I started to appreciate, you know, when I was in school, I was just like, ah, like, fuck school, fuck high school, you know, I just yeah. like a teenager, like, this sucks, and whatever, yeah. Primar sucks. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't, I, it wasn't until I got out of college, really, that I really started, or in college, and then even out of college, that I didn't, that I started to appreciate, like, the level of education that I got for Bryn Mawr. Yeah. You know, totally. and like, and even, like you said, like, the, the I mean, I felt like, I mean, we weren't like super diverse, but we had, you know, we had a, a fairly diverse community at Bryn Mawr. I just I feel like there were a lot of things that were going on that like I was so, um, I don't know, I was just so naive towards because I just didn't yeah. realize, you know. You know where it's diverse? You know where it is? Public school. <laughs> I'll tell you. I, stories well, not about some public of the school. public schools, not some of the public schools in uh, in certain parts of. Baltimore. What? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh. I mean, my brother's a principal, and like I hear stories. I'm like, holy shit. I'm glad I'm not going to school today. I thought I had it rough. Like, yeah. Kids are in charge. Yeah. Yeah. For real, because you can't do anything. I mean, he's he just yeah. he's got to walk a thin line, you know. Yeah. Shit, back in the day, I get spanked, paddled, whatever for telling the teacher to fuck off. Now I don't know what to do. Can't do anything. It's true. You really can't. People, yeah. you know, it's, I I hate sounding like the old fart in the corner, but like I feel like to be like you are the old fart. I am. I am. I am. I'm fifty. <laughs> I feel like an old fart. If it makes you feel better, I feel. <laughs> old af uh i don't understand like kids i feel like saying a lot mm -hmm. of times like i feel like saying kids these days like i don't understand i don't understand them do you ever see kids walking down the street and you're like oh they could be 13 or 18 i have no idea how old these yeah. kids are because they're dressing like the way they're dressing the way right. they're acting like they're taking a school bus like where are you going who are you like why do you have yeah, why are you 25 and riding the school bus they failed a few times yeah. <laughs> i mean all right so your restaurant do you have a lot of youngins i mean uh we actually have an older staff all things considered um we yeah, not a lot of youngins. We're we're like a, a big community spot. Most of our customers are in the area. So we're Brightwood Pizza and Bottle on Kennedy Street. So we're in Brightwood Park, uh, which is like a really residential area. It's it's like the northernmost commercial corridor in D.C. that just hasn't really been developed. Uh, there are some great staples that have been around for a long time. Tony's Place, um, you know, places that have been there for sure. But there's a huge opportunity for development there that just hasn't really happened. And it means that it's mainly just neighbors who walk in and we know them and we know their kids and it's just like That's a pretty. very, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good environment. Oh man. Wine and doozy. <laughs> um, I would, I would have found it anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, funny. so 40 uh, before that's a pretty prestigious thing to have. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And my brother is my business partner and he was also on the same list. So we're, we're two of the 40, which is pretty awesome. Your brother's hair um, is epic. He's, he's getting more and more, uh, you know, we use Basquatch as a representation of our business. Basquatch is like the Basque version of Sasquatch. Okay. Uh, so in Basque folklore, that's what Ancho is named after. So Ancho is like this oh. mythical creature, the wild man. Sometimes it's like a hairy. Yeah. So mm -hmm. this is like a depiction made out of the earth that farmers used to do. But like this creature is basically, we go around teaching humans ironworking and shepherding and was kind of like the connection between the natural world and humankind right. in Basque folklore. And so that's our uh, uh, motto. I don't know. Not motto. That, slogan. That wasn't one of my questions. So I was always curious. I used to live around a corner from you guys. So like I'm fourth yeah. and So yeah, yeah. And, and me and my roommate, we didn't stay very long. Once you opened up, we left like a month later. Like she, she bought this house when we got here. Um, but I always was curious about your name. Gotcha. Always curious about gotcha. your name. Yeah, so it's you know it's this weird creature from Basque folklore. We're we were a Basque influence restaurant, so our flagship restaurant was open on Third in Florida for five years. We closed during COVID, along with so many other people. Uh, just reality of COVID life and some challenging landlord situations. Um, yeah, but we have yeah. this other this tasting room on Kennedy Street. Um, we've always operated in neighborhoods that are not crammed with restaurants. That you know people call them up and coming neighborhoods, and I hate. I hate that terminology. Like people have lived there forever. There's nothing right. up and coming about it. It's just 
where people live. Um, and it means that we have an awesome community. So I love it up at Brightwood Pizza and Bottle. You can get stuff to go. We have a whole bottle shop in the front. Um, That's cool. delicious. Like it. it's just, yeah, it's like something for everyone. It's cool for a date night. It's good to bring the kids. Our staff nice. are amazing. We have the most wonderful, diverse local staff. Many people walk to work, uh, which I love. And yeah, and we do have a lot. We do a lot of events to support different causes. So we try to use our platform, you know, the ways that I we can. It's a nice looking nice joint. Yeah. So tell Fun. us a little bit about um, how how did Ancho come to be? Like, how, what what made you and your brother? decide to open it crazy enough to think that this was a good idea (laughs) it's a great question um so sam and i've worked in the service industry for a million years and there's a lot about the service industry that we love there's a lot of stuff that we don't love um i ended up going back to school for public health also i'm really passionate about substance abuse in the service industry sexual harassment just all of the unhealthy environment that is so often just presented as this is the service industry, as if it has to be that way. Right. Uh, right. And it doesn't have to be that way. And so it was actually my brother, the first person to say, like, this is your chance to do social work your way. I had That's gotten cool. my dream job. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm sure you saw this in teaching, um, Valerie, but like you have to operate in other people's systems. And like, there's only so much you can do when you're restricted by that. You don't get a say in it. And it's, tough especially when you're not making money while doing it Um, (laughs) it's just it's not sustainable so my brother's really passionate about beverages he was the beverage director at a bunch of dc places um and i had worked my way up starting hosting at the reef working my way up (laughs) i was the egm and meridian point um and i just you know i really loved it so we decided to open a place i was supposed to be the silent partner I was supposed to continue on in my public health social work journey. I got my dream job right before Ancho opened, uh, working with refugees in healthcare. Nice. I was super stoked about it. And it was just, it was way too much having two full-time jobs. I would not recommend it. I'm sure lots of you out there do it. Um, it's rough. But if you don't have to. But anyway, we decided. Yeah, right. If you, if you don't have to, I would not recommend it. Um, and props to the people who do it. I mean, kitchen staff, especially. Wow, like it is eight, incredible. My staff, yeah. my staff would get off one shift that they just got rocked and go right into dinner shift. I'm like, fuck. Without complaint. Really, I mean, it's, it's, I know I'm jumping I, all over the place a little bit, but like, this is yeah. another thing I'm really passionate about. Like, the way back of house is treated. Right. I mean, that's the reason I wanted to be wild how hard those people work. Yeah. And I, that's part of the reason why I was wanting to get out because the mental health aspect. Like, I was press i was yeah. drinking i was r- just running myself down and then fortunately physically uh, abused from standing for right dude my, my back now yeah. like the first year or two that i was not working you know i could feel my body like you just feel it you, you tell the difference yeah and then like when i went back in and started helping a friend open a restaurant like i realized how much kitchen muscle i lost you know like just yeah. the movements my hands were tender I couldn't touch hot things really? anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right on, right on the mental health. Yeah, so we, so at Ancho, we start all of our staff at $18 an hour as a minimum. 
and everybody participates in the tip pool, front of house, back of house, doesn't matter what your position is. Everybody gets an equal weight. Everybody contributes towards service. Uh, you know, if the kitchen is getting slammed, someone for us, it's downstairs, like serve, uh, customer facing staff will go up in the kitchen and help with whatever is needed. And if downstairs is getting slammed, kitchen staff will help run food. We don't have an assigned yeah. dishwasher. We don't have an assigned person who cleans the bathroom. Like the whole team does it together. Yeah. And the idea is that, you know, everyone can make more money that's consistent and reliable and don't have to take terrible treatment from customers. And, you know, it, it right. can be a better environment. Um, I get that that doesn't work for everyone. I'm not saying every restaurant should do that, but it's been a really positive change for us yeah, um, in making sure that we can support staff. Right. And I mean, here's the thing. If, if, if people know that going in, then they can't complain later down the road. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. For me, I, yeah, exactly. And that's good for, I mean, like I said, DC is expensive. I mean, you guys yeah. taking care of your employees should be number one. First and foremost. Yeah. And it yeah. should be, you know, and I think that is something that I've always been very um, honest about is that I think that there should be transparency. And I think like everyone should have the opportunity to choose whether or not they want to be in like a fully tipped pool system or if they totally. want to, you know, in like be working in a place that's like that employs tip credit or, you know, or if they yep. just want like to be somewhere where it's just a flat rate, you know, and, and you don't get tips, you know, and you just get a yep. flat rate. I mean, that should be transparent when you're, when you're applying for a place right. uh, at a place. And, totally agree. And it should be our decision, whether it should be an, I, I feel it should be, the establishments, the owner operator's decision as to how, what, what structure they want to have. And then it should be our decision as employees to go yeah. where to you a work. place where, you know, where you, where you would like to be, you know, and totally. a system that works for you. And, uh, um, you know, I mean, I think that's great that you are very transparent to the people that you have coming and that, you know, that the back of the house and the front of the house, they all, like yeah. everybody I mean, there's, I get contacted Sorry, we lost a little lag for me. Um, I get contacted all the time. Can you hear me? Yep, yep. Can you hear me a little bit? Um, I get contacted all the time from the groups that are anti-tips. And like, I'm not anti-tips just because my restaurant uses a service fee and goes about it differently. Like, I think the service industry is one of the few places that you can walk into without a specific education, without spending a certain amount of money or time to get there. And you can make some serious money uh, if you work hard and I think that's incredible. I don't think that that opportunity should be taken away. Yeah. I just think that it doesn't right. always have to work that way. What I'm passionate about is actually paying employees the money they make. Like wage theft is a huge issue in the service industry. Oh, like terrible. lack of lack of reliable paycheck is really hard. Like what happens when you show up for a shift and you only make 20 bucks? Like that's hard. You still have to pay your rent. So I think there are a lot of things that you know, work differently depending on where you are. And I agree with you entirely. Like you should decide what the right fit is for you as an employee. Right. As an employer, I can't feel good about my front of house staff making $35 an hour when the back of house staff are making $15 an hour. Like it's as an employer, like that's hard for me because they're doing it on the back of the people making minimum wage. Like that's the reality of that system. I'm not saying that doesn't work for other people. It's just like, that's, that's kind of where we have come from and making our decision. And transparency right. is huge. The tip pool goes out to everybody. You can see how much money everybody made for the entire day. Like, 
transparency is is a really big part of it. Right. right. And I think that's what most people, I think that for me, I think that's like the biggest, um, um, what's the word? Um, I can't think of the word, but it, I think that's the biggest issue for, for a lot of, not a lot, but that, that uh, some of the places that I hear about, you know, it's a the lack of transparency. Like you don't, you don't yeah. know where your money's going. Like, at some yeah. places, you know, you can't the, mess with people's money. Like, right. It is a job. Like, You're there it, to make you know, money. I, I worked at a place where like the rubric was like very clear. You look at the computer, you sit there while you're checking out, you watch as the manager plugs it all in and you know where all yeah. of your money is going. Great. Yeah. That's wonderful. And then I've also worked at places where, you know, as servers are, and let's say the servers, they're tipping out, they're giving four, per, let's say 4% of what they've made. They have to give it back for whoever, for the back of the house. But you have the, no idea where that's going. Right. So it's supposed to be for the food runners, for the bar bat. Well, not even if you're serving, just for the food runners and then the bussers. And then technically you're supposed to be tipping bartenders also. So out of that money, that's supposed to be going. So bartenders never got any of that money. Like, and then like, where was the rest of that 4% going? Because it, yeah. it it was a lot of money that was going to whoever, yeah. you know? And it was a huge certainly not the industry. Industry. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think that there should be a, um, a better oversight on how money is distributed and 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 more um, repercussion for um, establishments that aren't aren't being yeah. you know are bad operators are good operators yeah because there are a lot of like like you guys and like other places that like are very clear and are, are treat their employees well pay their back of the house well you know even yeah. if it's like on a different system even if it they still employ the tip credit or whatever you know yeah um, and I. You know, and it's just unfortunate that there are those bad actors that are still out there and they just continue to yeah. act badly. Well, that's nobody's really nobody's stacking our hand. That's why they're doing it. Right. They're still get away with it. Yeah. So that's what I'm I will, saying. I will that, say like, there's there's a lot of nuances with the laws with this. So like you can't actually include anyone making above minimum wage in a tip pool if you right. are using the tip credit for any employees. And like tips legally belong to staff, whereas service charge legally belongs to the business. There's a lot of legal nuances. And I feel like there's not a lot of support for, I agree that there are bad actors for sure. And like, and they're not getting in trouble and it's a huge problem. I think that there's a small amount of operators that think they're doing the right thing or want to be doing the right thing. And they have no idea what that is. And it would be nice if the city provided some support of like, hey, this is not right. Here, here are the rules. Here's what you can do. Here, you know, it's let's right. check up on it's this right. and like make sure you're doing this properly. And if yeah, like how we have to get like our serve safe, and you guys have to get your tips, uh, classes in. Owners should be doing the same thing. There should yeah. be a class yeah. to teach for better, not yeah. just for the reprimand. But it's like, confusing. Hey, I mean, it's right. I, and something yeah. that's like renewable yeah. that has totally. to be like what like our our tips whatever have to be done every two yeah. years every two like years or something. yep yeah or I, like the manager awesome. license the ABRA license that. has to be done what three years every three years something yeah like I that. think so yeah um, I, and honestly like you just said it's complicated you know a lot of nuances yeah. in this so 
yeah. I mean, I know every, we all know every restaurant is different, yeah. but like, you know, right. the law is still, you know, it doesn't change. Right. And even like people who've been in it for a long time and really are, yeah. are like good actors and like want to be, do the right thing. You know, like there's so many things, like you said, that are nuanced, like the whole 80, 20 thing confuses me sometimes. Like the 80, yeah. 20 yeah. rule. I'm like, Oh yeah. Like, should I be? like yeah. okay. and it's hard. And, you know, yeah. I think that like you said, there should be more, um, support and we um, explain to the yeah. people what 80 20 is the thing is like i'm not 100 it's with job responsibilities what percentage of your work can be it i think that it has to do with salary is this what we're talking about yeah salary versus like um when you get overtime it's like exempt versus non-exempt you have to have a certain amount of your work towards certain things there's also rules of salaries. Like you can't just be on salary. There are three tests for salary of like, are you in charge of other people? Do you do a function that nobody else does? I forget what the third is, but like, otherwise you could put a line cook on, sal on salary to avoid paying them overtime. But uh, salary has to have certain responsibilities that come along with it. Gotcha. It's a little bit unfortunate because salary also comes with benefits a lot of times. Right. So, you know, it, it's an interesting, like, what is in the best interest of the employee? Like, if they're making enough money on salary to compensate for what they would be making with overtime while getting benefits, like, what's actually better for the employee? Right. But again, it's complicated. I mean, that just kind of confused me. <laughs> All that. <laughs> I do a lot of this so, stuff. I tell you what, I, when, I, I went in, when I bought into my restaurant, me and my partner, I thought, you know, I just got done running three restaurants at, at the same time. Like, I've been doing executive chef for, like, 10, 10 years plus. I'm like, I know 90% of the restaurant business. After I shut down, you know, I did learn a lot. But, like, the first year, it was, like, learning on the fly. I like, And I realized I knew 45%. Like, there was so much. HR. Cancer. Like, HR, HR is this category that's totally discounted as bullshit. Sorry, as as not real. Oh, we're past, we're way past the, te the ten. Okay, I think months. I broke it anyway in the first. <laughs> uh, people think of HR as bullshit, and like eight good HR should protect the business, but more importantly, it should take care of employees in a way that protects the business. And it's right. It is confusing. It is hard to do. Every state is different. There are so many nuances. Laws change. It costs a lot of money to do good HR for a restaurant, and restaurants already operate on such a narrow profit margin. Mm -hmm. You can't afford to hire an HR specialist. Right. Um, and that's honestly like that's one of the things I'm most passionate about is like providing support to restaurants in in like, hey, you didn't know that this is a thing, but like this is a thing. Did you know that sexual harassment training is now a requirement if you use the tip credit? And like that's for a reason. It's because tipped employees get harassed more often right. um, so anyway no i mean you're right they take there. it but it's about money it's expensive yeah. and restaurants don't have money people don't understand that yeah, yeah. i mean i worked hard. for a few hotels there, so really hard. i always had a hr going you know and like i was at the mgm yeah, hotels are a whole different world yeah, I was at the MGM doing the whole Me, Me Too movement, mm -hmm. and when that guy, the Vegas shooting, so I was working for that company that it happened in. And, you know, what I did yeah. like about them, as soon as Me Too started, you know, had this thing, they're like, all right, we got to train our managers again. And it's it's not like, again, but they do this all the time. Like, yearly, we have to update our shit, you know? And then, like, the yeah. Me Too thing was like, here's your exit. So they, they were very proactive. You know, they didn't wait. And they just did it. And granted, they're a billion-dollar company, but... <laughs> 
Because they can't afford to not do it. They have too much to lose and they have the resources to do it. Yeah. Right. And yeah, yeah. And like I said, some of the reasons I like hotels because they got their shit together for the most part. Most yeah. of them do. Most of them. Yep. You would hope. You would hope. I mean, I've worked for from some shitty hotels where yeah. everybody was nice and great, but like the you know the upper management kind of sucked. You know, ruined the whole hotel. You know? There's nothing worse than like knowing you have a great kitchen staff or front of the house or a good staff and a good general manager fucks it up or a bad general manager, I should say, or you know what I mean? Getting away sometimes. So often a general manager who's never done the jobs that they're overseeing. Like I hate when right. somebody comes into that position having never that people having never bar back, having never pulled mats at the end of the night. Like, don't tell someone it's no big deal to do that at 3 a.m. on a trash bar when they're supposed to be out at 3.10 when you've never done it before. Like, it right. drives Amen. me crazy. Amen. That's it's shit. so frustrating. Yeah. That was a big part of, of uh, Restaurant Life for myself and my partners. We have another partner, Cooper, who uh, my brother and I went to school with. And Cooper moved here. Um, to start at the door at Meridian Pint to learn the industry from the ground up because he was going to be part of our group in opening the restaurant. It's like, cool, awesome. in order to do that, he started security, he barred back, like he did it all. And as a result, I think he, you know, he understands it in such a different way. Yeah, you respect yeah. the game. Yeah, totally. I mean, like that, have you seen that show, The Bear, on uh, Hulu? No. Or FX? So it's about it's a guy who's a chef. And some some happens, and he takes over the family restaurant or whatever. But there's a lot of things in the episode. In the episodes, you can see that only restaurant people know. You know, like checking mm -hmm. out the deli cups and just like certain <laughs> things. But he spent a year working at the CIA uh, culinary nice. in New York, Hyde Park. Yeah. And then he worked at some of the restaurants. So he actually put a year of his life in the service industry just so he could do it right. And it's the best that I've ever seen restaurant wise. Like, it is definitely one of the best. Like it's called the Bear. The bear. Okay. Yeah. It's the one of the guys from Shameless. Nice. But it's okay. like um, Frank. Not Frank. It's actually very uh, like when I watched it, and I've I've heard a lot of people said a lot of my friends in the industry who've also said it that like the first that first episode it was like triggering and like yeah, I could, I've I, not worked in the back of the house, but like yeah. just like the the anxiety of it all and just like the high pace and everything and and this this restaurant that they're you know that they're using that that they're depicting is not like a full service restaurant, you know, it's like a, a deli kind of, but like, yeah. it's still like, like all the things that happen, all the That's chaos that like happens front of the house, back of the house. And I was like, Oh, I don't think I can watch this show. <laughs> like, I started sweating. I find it therapeutic though. I mean, it's like nice to see it and be like, yeah, I did that. I lived through that. It was bonkers. And like people are still doing that. It's like there's something about seeing it like outside of your own experience. Um, I haven't seen this specific show, so maybe the show is actually more triggering. But like talking about deli cups, like I love seeing people drinking out of deli cups. It's like it feels like home to me. Right. You know, I love oh, seeing like somebody walking home and they have a rag tucked in their back. I'm like, oh, I yeah. should give them a heads up. You know, it's like that's oh, like yeah. me probably 95% of the time that I leave the restaurant. <laughs> like I keep forgetting that I still have a bar rag tucked into my dude. We have like a hundred bar rags here because I would always walk out of my restaurants with them. They'd be like so still funny. in my pockets. I'm like, I ain't taking it back. These are good rags. <laughs> so, so like HR and me though, or like the like restaurant mom and me is like, don't do that because people know you have cash on you and like you're a target. Right. You know, it's right. like a funny right. but yeah, right. but I also see it and I'm like, Oh yeah, I hope you had a good night. 
You know what I mean? So this show was originally formed. It was the DC as fuck show, but it was created because I mean I worked at the pug and I did a lot of late nights. Mm-hmm. I worked other bars, yeah. but like you know, I it's like us awesome. late night at the pug. <laughs> That's hilarious. I never <laughs> ran good times. Yeah, it was. So like it, it's it was. We just had great conversations. Like we all know, every restaurant person always says, "Wish we had yeah. this recorded." Okay. So I, when I had the opportunity, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna start a fucking. This is back in 15, 16. I was like, I'm gonna start a podcast. And it's just going to be service industry focused. You know, it's going to be like yeah. hanging out with my friends. And here we are what, four or five years later, you know, still going awesome. at it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, but in like one of the things that we always get when people watch the show for the first time, they say, you guys have good energy together. You guys have been around each other. You know, I was yeah. like, yes, we've all one been in the service industry. One also fired each other at least once or twice <laughs> and been drunk each other many nights. So like, we do yeah. this pretty much we every Sunday. many times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like any dysfunctional restaurant family, that's how we've been. And, that's how it is. Know. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, I mean, I think there's something special that really draws people together in this industry. It's like, the, but like some of it, going back to the triggering, like some of it is this like shared survival. Right. Shit. Like, shared like, holy trauma. shit, we got through that. <laughs> and like nobody understands what that was like, but we did that. Uh, it's, it's pretty special. And then attracting so many different people from different backgrounds makes it so much more interesting too. Right. And yeah, that's, I, I've always that. yeah. I've always loved the fact that like, you know, starting out 14 years old washing dishes, the 19 year old or 17 year old me getting to my first line cooking job, you know, being the baby out in, in Ocean City, there's a lot of crazy motherfuckers around around Ocean City. Oh, sure. <laughs> You know, motherfuckers just smoking weed in the kitchen before it was legal and just yep. like, God, what? What's going on? Like, my first couple, like, my first summer, I was like, this is the life for me. I dropped out of college and started doing it. I just, like some of the <laughs> that I saw, it's like, fuck, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I said, we all have yeah. those stories. Oh, definitely. I'm to find a meme that I think I showed it last week. It will. Yeah. Let me, da- let me download this real quick and it'll go along with everything yeah. we're just talking about right now. I'm having like funny flashbacks to like different walk-ins and sitting on top of the walk-in at the reef and like just different like the back of house or like late night moments like coming out with the sunrise like things that I don't know it's it's like hard to explain to people who haven't experienced it right yeah I was just uh, um talking to one of my friends that I used to work with way back in the day we like and he's he's a general manager at Billy Martin's Tavern now but like I trained him when he was 19. He was like a snot nosed 19 <laughs> year old college kid who like showed up to work like t-shirt first day he shows up and he's like still fucking drunk from his fraternity party the night before. Just, reeking, <laughs> just reeking of booze. He had his like collar. Pop- we were wearing button down shirt and ties and he has collar popped up. <laughs> and asshole. I was like, who is this fucking asshole? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was like, why do I have to, Never I was like, why do I have to train him? Meanwhile, yeah, so I'm telling this story to all of his employees from Billy Martin's. Like they're all sitting at the bar last night, and I was like, "Yeah." And this is a. I was like, 19 years old, that kid. That that's who I have trained, and look at him now, general manager. <laughs> Never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I've seen it's- cooks of mine go through the system, my system, and then a couple years later, are executive chefs. And like I've seen yeah. people, because you, if you have it, you have it. You know. Yeah. So and people show up of this of the industry is that you can start as like a dishwasher, you can start as like you know, as a barback or or a food runner. And then, you know, if you if 
if it takes hold of you and you can make yeah. your way through and be an owner, you know, be an owner, be a yeah. manager, yeah. whatever, you know. All right, let me put this TikTok. Hey, Nicole. I know how earlier I called you a see you next Tuesday and I screamed at you and I told you everyone here hates you. I was in the weeds. Yeah. Oh, you're one across the street? Okay, yeah, I'll meet you over there. Sounds good. Hey, chef. I know how pretty much earlier I told you to eat shit um, and that my 85-year-old blind grandmother cooks better than you and that you suck at your job. I was in the weeds. Yeah. Oh, is that an extra? Oh, yeah, please. I'll have a bite. Thank you. Hey Mike, I know how earlier I screamed at you and said you were the worst manager I've ever had and that you suck on Expo and anytime you are in the window on Expo, you mess everything up. Yeah, I was in the weeds. Oh, were you able to approve my day off next week? Oh, thank you, you're the best. Oh, hey Rachel, you still in here crying? So I know earlier I screamed at you and said everyone was sick and tired of you crying, whining, and always complaining and always bringing your drama in here and at work and you not ever focusing on your job and actually doing your job. Yeah, um, I was in the weeds. Oh, no, you're fine. Your makeup looks fine. You're good. You're good. Okay. Well, if <laughs> I, I saw that. Like that would have been more accurate, though, if it weren't, I were in the weeds. It'd be like, I just did open or something like that. Like, when you're in the weeds, you don't have time for that. Like, yeah. yeah. You're right. That's the, only, <laughs> that's the only thing I disagree with, it too. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, I just worked a triple. I'm exhausted. And some asshole at brunch threw up in the sink. I didn't clean it up. And, <laughs> you know, like, that's when I'm like hate you all yeah not that honestly doesn't happen yeah go cry, cry in the walk-in walk <laughs> uh, i mean if you haven't tried to walk go cry in the walk-in like everybody else <laughs> you haven't cried in the walk-in walk come on you haven't yeah it's everybody like, who has. hasn't right 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 if you haven't done it then you ain't doing it right yeah all right fuck <laughs> start screaming and like telling everybody to go fuck themselves oh fuck this, please go quit Tomorrow, <laughs> quit so many jobs. Never. <laughs> we used to go to the walk-in Friday nights. Uh, I shouldn't even say this. Whatever. I, I, it doesn't matter. At Marine Point, Friday nights when it was the busiest, when the most customers needed things. When I was a manager, one of the barbacks and I would go into the walk-in and shotgun a Red Bull and just like take a minute, <laughs> like like everybody needed things, and like that's when we would be like. I'm taking it. I'm going. Like, let's go. And we would shotgun a Red Bull and just chill. And then we would come out and get back to it. It was great. Very therapeutic. <laughs> See, that's one of my tricks I do with any staff I'm training. They ever get flustered, any of my cooks. I would just be like, take your second, go in the walk in, 35 yeah. seconds to a minute. Yeah. I'm right back out. Sometimes you just need to refocus or reset. You just need that. Yeah. I love and how everything is like, just go into the walk in. Like, <laughs> go in the walk in. Pull yourself together. Go pull Come out a better person. It'll be great. I, <laughs> yeah, I love the walk-in. As I'm pregnant right now, as a pregnant person, the walk-in is my best friend. Like I'm going up and do down it. the stairs. I'm like, I'm just gonna be in there for a minute. Just leave me. Our prep manager is also pregnant. I'm like, you like put a chair in there and just chill for. A I was just while. getting right asked a chair in the walk-in. <laughs> I sometimes gotta do what you gotta do. Like it I'm is no hot DC summer. Kitchen gets toasty. Oh my god! Yeah. So I work outside. I work at Nick's Riverside Grill in, in Georgetown. Yeah. And when it gets so, sometimes it gets so hot, I'm like, I have to go yeah. outside for a second. I just sit in the walk in. I'll just be like, oh. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> it is the best. I mean, yeah. I, I know one of our tricks in the kitchen is like putting a towel in the freezer, wet towel in the freezer. So like oh, at eight nice. thirty, eight o'clock, you just put it on your neck, and you're just like, oh. <laughs> 
It also like wakes now you up. Have, there's it's like, like really relaxing, racks, like... but wakes you up. Huh. Yes. It's, it's like, like relaxing, relaxing, but it also right. like gives you a jump start of energy. Right, right. right. Yeah. It's not like shotgun to uh, Red Bull. Okay. Shotgun and Red Bull is probably not the best decision for your heart, especially when you, I don't know if you guys have ever zingered and put some vodka in there, uh, like yes. before you shotgun it times. and then shotgun. Yeah, that's, that was my move in my 20s. That was like nice. my go-to, making other people zinger too. It's funny Good. to me now that they have like the actual, like the key to like do the zingers. <laughs> you don't need that. That's not, like, come like, on. They have a, you can just buy like an actual device for it. It's a, so, it's, I mean, it's like a wine, it's like a, um, like a can opener, but it's like specific for zingers. Right. That's so funny. Rachel, I'm going to apologize now for Jamie. Oh, oh, is Jamie here? Don't apologize, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought I was already going to be in bed by now. I stuck around just in case you showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, if I wasn't me, I'd like me too, you know? <laughs> Jamie, can you tell us what happened last night? Uh, I went to go smoke a cigarette and I woke up on my uh, bedroom floor. <laughs> That's the whole story. That's the whole story. That's the whole story. I woke up and was like, how the fuck? When the fuck? I went downstairs and had your bathroom for you. <laughs> Jamie. Really? I'm Jamie, I'm and Marcus was looking for you. He went to the bathroom upstairs, went to the bathroom downstairs. Oh, you got lost? Fucking, yeah, I don't like. I think I just want to know autopilot mode, and it was like, go home. <laughs> <laughs> you were very huggy last night. I'm a hugger, shit. I'm I'm a, I'm a loving individual. You know what I mean? Huggy guy. Makes you feel be. If it makes you well, feel better, yeah, I walked I, home from. I walked home from U Street. You're tripping. To Mount Rainier. It walked home to Mount Rainier <laughs> because. Because he's an asshole. This is what Marcus likes to do. Like the last time when I was holding on to him in 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 Adams Morgan, I was holding on to his bag because he was uh, insisting that I was going in the wrong direction to go to a bar that I kn- I work at sometimes. So I knew exactly where we were going. <laughs> and he was like, no, you're going the wrong way. And I was like, I'm not. I'm not. And he was like, I just have to go home. So I'm holding on to the bag. Like, I'll just take you home. Calm down. I will take you home because we live in the same house. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm holding on to him. He's like trying to pull away from me. Police, the police officers come over and they're like, ma'am, is everything okay? I was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. They were like, everything is not okay. And then he goes, (laughs) goes, because you know what it looks like, right? And I was like, well, it might look like I'm trying to rob him. But really, I'm just trying to get him to go home. <laughs> so like, they're always, they're like, okay, cool. As I'm holding his stupid backpack, this motherfucker shimmies out of it, like literally, like shimmies out and like runs away from me. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you, Marcus. So I was just like, fine, go. Like, meanwhile, I had his credit card, his his bank card in my hand because he gave it to me, and I like looked at this kid that. P.S. Marcus picked up some random guy at another bar. Was like, "Oh, you're from wherever." He was visiting. He was like, "Oh, let me show you the town." <laughs> so I take this kid that I don't even know. I go, you know what? Friendly over here. I go, let's go drink on Marcus. So we went to town and ran up the fucking town. Well, he did watch the show last week too. So there you go. That's what matters. You follow. Shimmied out of his backpack. So then, how last long did it take you to walk back- home? Like, so this, yeah. So who knows? Yeah. So we we're, 
we're walking Scratter. back to my car from a black cat and he's like he's i don't even know what you were complaining you're like oh, i'm winded i was like how can you possibly be winded you run five miles a day like we're walking three blocks why are you winded I'm drunk though drunk though and a little bit of a hill action i'll be a little winded i'm not okay. so, i'm like i'm walking he's I'm behind me i was like okay this is where my car is right i turn around this bitch is gone and i was like <laughs> where did he go so then I called him. He goes, I'm at Sully's. I was like, how can you possibly go at Sully's unless you fucking ran over there, Mr. Winded? <laughs> <laughs> so I get over there. Not at Martin, Sully's. I'm, I'm impressed, bro. Not, <laughs> not at Sully's. So I go, where are you? He goes, 9th Street. I was like, where on 9th Street? 9th Street. Just kept yelling 9th Street into the phone. And I was like, you <laughs> know what? Figure out how Bye. to get home yourself. <laughs> When I, when I was in high school, one of the parties got busted and we were trying to track down all of our friends or whatever. And we called my buddy. He was like, I'm too drunk to read. And I was like, what do you see? And he was like, a bench. And I was like, are you face down on the bench? And he says, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lift your fucking head up. You see? And then all of a sudden I hear a train go by. So, like, you know, the R lines from Philly. So it was like, we're just going down every track number or whatever. This motherfucker had ran, like, five fucking stations up and was blacked out sleep and on like the fucking bench the train doesn't come to like six in the morning or whatever the fuck but i was like how the fuck did you get all the way up here he was like i saw the line <laughs> i mean i have been locked into a metro before here anacosta station i woke up sat there long shift had a couple beers and shots Looked up, all the lights years. were off. All the lights were off. The metro was closed. I'm like, these motherfuckers left me in there. I had to climb they left you in the car. Yeah. I had to climb over a fence and jump out of the metro onto the highway almost. And pop my knee wow. when I landed. Yeah, so that, that, was a, that was another four hour walk. Mm, fuck that you shit. seem to do a lot of those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you got work on this. I figured out that I took a scooter home last night because when I got, when I went to go get cigarettes this morning, there was like a scooter and it was like sideways, like upside down down there, like over in front of my building. And I was like, ah, yeah, that's what did it. That's finally me. That's yeah, I did that. Got a nice little twenty dollar charge on that bitch, but I never closed it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst. But, but you then know what, also, Liz, that's what Liz you get. Me home. That's what I get. That's what I get. Because I'm guessing that is Batman the way off. Like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> smoking a cigarette and poof. I didn't even mean I didn't shit. I, I thought I was in good health when I saw y'all last. <laughs> I was like, everything's fucking fine. Everything's fair, goddamn fantastic. I'm like, I, I don't even remember hitting the whole cigarette. I remember lighting it, and then it was just like, <laughs> oh shit. Like the sun's up, my kids pushing me and shit. Dad, I'm hungry. I'm like, ah, oh, sorry, kid. <laughs> and then that the right, <laughs> insult to the most injury. Guess who had to work brunch today? Oh, that's right. You had to work brunch today. <laughs> that's aggressive. Oh, oh. Aggressive. Aggressive. <laughs> it was actually aggressive. Uh, nobody came in luckily to like two o'clock by the grace of white Jesus. Because <laughs> The service you would have got was not good. I don't even think I cut fruit till like two. And they're like, I had like eggs and bacon. I took a nap. Like, so somebody could have came in. I don't really know. 
I was chilling. I was doing my best life. But I was working with Jeff, and Jeff didn't wake up until 1.30. So I was on top. I opened my damn cell, and then Jeff come running to the door. I'm like, motherfucker, you know ain't nobody here. I'll call your bitch ass. Like, the fuck? Like, and then we sat there and told, told sad stories about how our lives feel right now, which is awful. It's just brown liquor music Man. in the background. I got cried. Ugly cry today? Ugly cry, like in the bathroom. Like just, just full on white girl. <laughs> I almost threw up when I was brushing my teeth. You know that type of hungover. You know what I mean? Like you just get oh, little, you no, get past the first board. It's just like, <laughs> I don't even have it. Dry heating because there's nothing left. God doesn't fuck with me. <laughs> I can see I'm drinking water still. <laughs> There was like a hot second uh, this afternoon when I was like, maybe I'll go see Jamie for brunch. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that to him. <laughs> I wouldn't even sit up. I'm like, hey, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Come back here and punch in your order. <laughs> right. You can do it yourself. You know micros. <laughs> I believe in you, bitch. <laughs> uh, speaking of early mornings, but less exciting early mornings, I have HVAC maintenance at 7 a.m. So I think this is probably my time. I'm the morning person for the business. It's like the less fun morning version of what you're talking about. The sober one. Well, can you give less us before exciting. You out, before you pop out, just give us some of your yeah. tags, where they can find you. And do you, are you still doing that program, a cider program? Uh, the cider program. What cider program are we doing? Or the cider club. Uh, the, the membership? Is that what we're yeah. talking about? Yeah, sorry. So we we have a membership. So our ciders, all of our ciders are apples only, made in D.C. We also have a location in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. They are literally zero grams of sugar, fermented totally dry. People tell me all the time they don't like cider because it's sweet. You will like our cider. It's literally sugar-free. It's low-carb. It's gluten-free. A lot of it's kosher, like the most inclusive beverage you could ever want. Uh, it sure. doesn't make you feel oh, like yeah, shit. Yeah, we're drinking some today. Because you're, you're not, not, not going to be epically hungover. Tomorrow, you're gonna Amazing. enjoy it. I'm so a fan of that in my fridge right now. I'm a huge fan of the rosé one. I yeah, awesome. I like I like to put it in a wine glass because it's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Chambers, Chambersburg, shipping in Pennsylvania, right? Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a facility in Chambersburg. Why? Because DC is really expensive for manufacturing and they make it really difficult to manufacture. So we have I used to date a girl, I used to date a girl who lived in Shippingsburg. So I would go, I've been many Christmases in that area. That is so. like the smallest world, weird, like that is small town, bizarre. It's actually, it's adorable. It's huge. It's got some, got some personality. It, it, it shouldn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> It's working hard to stay. They're they're like putting a lot of energy into the town. I've been there like 15 years. I would imagine it's changed a lot in 15 years. There's like a whole little downtown area. Oh, yeah. The town only had two bars. Before, yeah. Next to each other, actually. Yeah. It's funny. So, yeah, come get some of our cider, visit the restaurant, get some pizza. We're doing a fundraiser on Wednesday for the DC Please let us know about the fundraisers for this Wednesday. Yeah. So we that's a very old, these are some collabs we did way back in the day, the first cider that we made. So we are raising money for the DC Abortion Fund. We've been 
doing events, supporting them for many years. Obviously, this is a rough time for abortion access. And we got to keep momentum going. So we make this cider called DCAF using local foraged apples. In DC, there are apples everywhere. The median strips of 14th and 16th Street, those are all crab apples. The tiny little ones that like look like berries. Those are apples. And they make the best cider. Like seriously, the most delicious cider. And nobody's going to eat them. It's not like you're taking away fruit from someone. Right. Um, Right. We just threw them at each other as kids because they make excellent rocks. <laughs> excellent. They're, they're good yeah. little like pelters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we made a small batch of forage cider. We're going to donate the proceeds to the DC abortion fund. We have a special cocktail also on Wednesday. And then we're going to be a, doing a big foraging uh, thing this fall. So like, like you said, like you have memories of like throwing crab apples. They're all over DC. People have apple trees in their backyards that they don't know what to do with them. So forage your apples, give them to us. We'll make cider out of it and donate to an awesome cause. And we'll put out some more information about that next time. Yeah, so, um, for the, the event on Wednesday, what time is it from? Till, or uh, what's the that's time? a great question. Uh, let's say it starts at five, maybe four. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be donating all day long. The DC Abortion Fund will have a table there starting at five. Okay. Uh, and they'll have some information. I know a lot of DC people are kind of confused. What does it mean for abortion access in DC? Because we're not a state. And like, it's, there's some interesting nuances to it. And the DC Abortion Fund will be there um, to provide some more information. And then we'll be raising money, which is an important part awesome. of it. Creating access for it. We will also be there. <laughs> yeah. We're excited to work with you all on some t-shirts and get, get the word out and raise some money for an awesome yeah that looks amazing that looks amazing Valerie's design I've I've actually had people stop me and be like I love your shirt it's amazing it took me like a week or two to realize the capital was the belly button Mm. (laughs) Marcus I realized that immediately (laughs) thanks Rachel (laughs) I I enjoy making fun of myself didn't even realize what it was for like five seconds <laughs> Why does Marcus have a Rocky shirt on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, it got you thinking about it though. That's the that's line of good art. Hey, right. you know me. I'm, I'm always thinking about the next abortion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dark. Didn't you say always you at home last that week? Didn't you say for well, I'm not gonna uh, use it. <laughs> so the um just to clarify, so the 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 cider that you'll be set that featuring on Wednesday is from a previous foraging event. Or, yeah, it's or, something that our staff did and foraged, and it's wild fermented in glass. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we do a special cocktail too. Our GM is super talented, and her husband works at the farmers market. He has his own mushroom company. So she got some blueberries and she's going to be nice. doing a version of like a blueberry whiskey sour that we're going to donate the proceeds from also. It'll just be a fun night. Uh, it's it's kind of like this Kickstarter to doing a bigger campaign to try to, to raise some real money. But it's mm-hmm. also, you know, a lot of us have a lot of feeling about abortion access these days. And it's nice to be in shared company and talk about it and learn about it while contributing to the cause. Absolutely. should be a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. Well, when we'll have a, um, Cooper was saying that he'll try and create like a, um, 
a flyer for it. So yeah, he'll have that. So we'll start tomorrow. putting that out, and we'll we'll promote the event as well. Awesome. Um, Thank Wednesday. you for that. And then once we have more information about the foraging event um, yeah. later in the fall, we'll have that out as well. And we're going to have you guys back on. We'll have you, Rachel, and um, hopefully Cooper and some other people from the DC Abortion Fund on as well um, later on, like Sounds early awesome. fall before the before the foraging. foraging. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited. Jamie, we need you to be for you're tall and shit. You can reach that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just backwards cotton picking, bro. I don't do shit like that. <laughs> I gotta say, when you're when you're tall, leaning down the most for I've ever been in my life is forging crab apples in DC. You're just like you're up and down and up and down. You think that you're tough from like working service and being on your feet all the time. <laughs> squatting and standing and reaching and then squatting is yeah, a I legit workout. We should get like CrossFit people into this actually. Right? Probably like a... Are you like the, uh, I'm not the volunteer type. I'm not a lot of too old for that shit. My back hurts a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll support the cause. I give you all the fucking money in the world, yo. Like it's like with my friends. Like, hey, can you help me move? I'm like, mm -mm, mm -mm. you can help I'm, with the I'm, apple press. We have like an old school, like prank press too, which we're gonna do as part of our Happy Tree I, Festival. I can, I can guarantee I can, I can keep y'all laughing the entire time. <laughs> well, there you <laughs> go. Bring, bring the, bring the booze. Just bring the booze. Right, I'll bring a bunch of booze. I will sit there and watch y'all do whatever the fuck y'all want to do. You can even bring your glass and sip with your pinky up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because, like, I'm doing a bit of an accident. Now I only have one wine glass left. Uh, a bit of an accident? Yeah, yeah no, I, uh, I slammed my um, dishwasher clothes and, like, I heard it just oh, shattered. Oh, no. It was just like, oh, those were nice. Those yeah, I've nice. <laughs> Those were nice. <laughs> well, Rachel, we'll let you get out of here. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. It was yeah, fun. It was great to have yeah, you. Good luck yeah. with the HVAC. Thank you. <laughs> good. It's just servicing, which is I'm oh, grateful for. But 7 a.m. is never fun. Never. Uh, no. Well, we appreciate yeah. you giving us your time. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. And we Thank can't you. Wait have, to have a great day. On again. Thanks. Bye. Please, Bye. Please. Well, well, well. And there was three. No, uh, it's awkward threesome right here. <laughs> um, you want to know what's really awkward? Oh, I should have played that TikTok. Uh, right, so there's a TikTok about an abortion clinic. I actually, I think in St. Louis. Funny enough, oh, so funny. She, I that's off. where she that's where she worked at Planned Parenthood. That's a place that really needs. Right, so I'm gonna play this. <laughs> I'll play this one. Holy shit, this may be the greatest Gen Z troll of all time. Seriously, stop what you're doing. This is a forced birther group in Missouri. They have an annual benefit every year. And this is the Gen Z resistance oh, in Missouri. And they yeah. crash that benefit. But it's not the fact that they did, it's how they did it. Resist played the long game. And they slowly sent in members to volunteer for them. A few at a time for months. They placed themselves on all different committees, including the benefit. They became in charge of seating arrangements, speakers, and then the benefit started. Just as the keynote speaker was starting, two resist members created diversion outside, passing out lube and condoms. All the security went to handle them, and that's when this happened. Gen Z infiltrated so deeply that Coalition Life had to send all of their volunteers home because they didn't know who was who. And the benefit organizer who told the company. Oh. Oh. 
So apparently my TikToks are finishing tonight. What it said, what mm -hmm. she finished was what the one, the main the person, benefit. Yeah. the one who on the benefit. Wait, what? The one who put together the whole thing of them tearing it down was the one who put on the benefit. They got that <laughs> deep into it. I was like, this is motherfucking genius. Like, I usually hate everyone in the generation under me, but every once in a while, can you get me back? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty dope. And I can't believe I didn't play it while she was on here. Motherfucker. No, Way to go, Marcus. I failed you. I haven't seen that many funny TikToks this week. It's always like, loan shit. <laughs> like, you need a loan? Are you poor and gonna owe more money? <laughs> <laughs> Take this loan out. You'll love it. Yeah. All right. What else do I have? Y'all know MAGA people are crazy. Oh, we do. We do. Have you guys read uh, any of Trump's legal stuff since he's his own lawyer? No, I haven't. Not, not yet. Oh, it's good. That man is not a writer. <laughs> that man is. Hold on, writing or Trump's writing? Just his writing in general and everything he's been talking about and stuff he's had to write down to like the public and stuff. To, you know, the set subpoenas and shit. He's going to be his own lawyer since no one's dumb enough to take it on. Yeah, that That's kid's fucked. Mm. You know what? I wouldn't just say he's going to be fucked, but he hasn't got fucked yet. So I'll believe what I said. It's a long game. We've been playing the Arresting an ex-sitting president is definitely not going to be the easiest thing you can do, especially here in the United States. I mean, you see these motherfuckers, they're, they're training for a civil war, like, okay, Michigan militia. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's army tanks here. Right. So anyway, this is more conspiracy theories from the crazy. If you remember when Mr. Trump first got in, he launched SpaceX and Space Age up there, and he put the biggest satellite up there. Well, it caught all the votes that were pinged up from him and sent back to Earth for Biden. They got all that. They got it all. What? Where, where's this information from? Mm -hmm. Some They're sending votes to space? They, they sent the votes to Italy and Berlin. For what? Well, they shot them up there, and then they brought them back as Bidens. Why are they sending <laughs> votes up to the satellites? Because they had to do it some way that wasn't so suspicious. But he caught them in the act. And he here's what I want you to He's going to mention about. this in this speech. He's going to talk about the satellites and the votes. He won't do that. Mm -mm. This is a secret. You might want to. You might want to edit. Do we need to talk about that? <laughs> Man. I just, I mean, exactly what it says. This woman is a voter. She's a registered voter. Like, please, everybody go vote. You know, every once in a while, I just feel like we should just start doing these extreme late-term abortions on people. Like, like when they're 25 years old? Like, like when they're like forty-five and they say silly shit like that, you know, just be able to kill them. Like, there's your abortion clinic right there. You know, what I mean, keep babies until they're like, you know, old enough to be idiots. But just kill all the idiots. You know what I mean? Like that person's probably procreated several times over. You know, he that's and, the type of person that I had hoped that like COVID would have taken care of. Right, like I, Award. <laughs> You know, like just oh man, maybe this is a Darwin test. But no, 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 no. She probably stays in the house anyway. Only a Peggy Bundy just eating bonbons and 
watching QVC, <laughs> ordering Trump plates. <laughs> you remember those? They still make those commemorative plates. The what? They do. The commemorative plates and stuff like that, like grandma type of shit or whatever. Like my grandma had one from like to like JFK. The plates, commemorative plates. Oh, plates. Yeah. I don't know. Look at Jamie's face. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, shit. I forgot the game was there. (laughs) Look at Marcus's face. Whoa, there's a picture. Wasn't ready for that. <laughs> My man in the red shorts really brought it in, didn't he? Yes, he did. Where did Jimmy go? <laughs> yeah, he was a uh... good for him. Black hat. Oh, wait, that's... No, 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 that was still DC nine. <laughs> that shirt, that fucking shirt. I love it. That's a that is a fucking shirt, boy. Let me tell you. At one point, well, Monday was selling it, and Amber's been eyeing it for like over a year. (laughs) She finally bought it. Jesus Christ! (laughs) (laughs) Now that was at the Black Cat. That's at the Black. Yep, that's right before I left. And there's a boo. The fuck with me and Megan? I forgot. I forgot she was there. I'm like, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it was an interesting conversation. I wish I knew. I she forgot was. she was there, but you were like, she was like comforting you. <laughs> right. I was probably saying weird things. Michael Jackson's a Puerto Rican. You know, <laughs> just being fucking Jamie's little weird drunk self. Glad I'm not creepy. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm taking a fucking walk around town. Right. Dude. So Mount fucking Rainier, you psychopath. How far? I mean, Mount. How far is that? Google that shit, Mark. Bing that shit, Marcus. Here, actually, I'm producing a show. Hopefully. Sorry. Speaking of drunk, here's the drunkest question ever at a uh, comedy club. too many vowels in a row. <laughs> you used all of them multiple times with no consonants, which was really impressive. It was like you couldn't... Eh, eh, it's like you, know, you just couldn't stop them from coming out. Would you like to rephrase that question with actual words next time? Do I have what else? Um, so you walked approximately 3.7 miles. Damn, drunk though, man. Fuck that shit. Stumbling to just falling into people. I'm I'm surprised you didn't stop and get pizza. (laughs) Do what? That you didn't stop and get pizza. That's probably maybe even fucking worse. Just just fatly. Eating pizza, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm done. I feel like that's your mo. Like when you're, because that's what you went when you shimmied out of your backpack. You went to get pizza. <laughs> shimmy out of the backpack. <laughs> it's not the alcohol that makes me dumb. Do dumb shit. It's the pizza. That's not the pizza. It's just generally how you do. It's, it's, like, it's like, oh my god, Marcus is being Marcus. Marcus is marketing. <laughs> Mar <laughs> Bradley just, has made it. Made a. Um, don't mind me. I'm just getting water. <laughs> <laughs> Sad Jamie's getting his water. Oh, oh, I gotta show Jamie the shirt. You got a skirt? Shirt. 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 You mean the rocking shirt you got on right now? I'm so confused about that. <laughs> what shirt? Oh, your shirt. Oh my god. Wait, you have to wait until Jamie comes back so we could see this. I'm just gonna leave it up. We were talking about the fact that you had work brunch and it wasn't that deep. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, like you know you ever like look over and see two people having a serious drunk conversation they're talking about like their horoscopes and their lifetime and shit like that and like in the middle of a dope ass party it's like oh fuck i mean Here i was talking are. about doing a food podcast with some girl last night for like an hour there you go sure that's fucking up right there yeah yeah that was fun all right let's uh all right i got soccer i have maga loses MMA. MAGA losers. All right, so someone lost their election, and this is how they react. Here's a video of a MAGA who just lost her primary election in Florida. Easy, but what are they doing? I want to know what people are actually going to do. My life is ruined. And that one didn't want to play all the way, so that's awesome. Why is your life ruined? She's a Maga, she's a piece of shit. All she did was like, "Bitch, take an L. Don't nobody like you. Fuck you, bitch." Like, <laughs> like, move. Just go somewhere else. How about that? Matter of fact, you don't like this American so much, you move. Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, that person. All right. How's everything else, guys? You want to talk about anything else while we're here? Oh, I ain't got shit. I'm, I'm just trying to survive right now, still. This is definitely an all-day hangover. Yeah, Jamie, I slept uh, like three o'clock, so that's fine. I went and got, I had a physical the day after the bachelor party one time, and this guy was called the ambulance. <laughs> he was like, you're about to die. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, this is not good. This is not good. Your, your liver's not filtering anything, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, shit. I was, I was at a bachelor party last night. He was like, oh, <laughs> he couldn't smell you right 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 i got sick one time and did that whole uh the silent thing you know you go sit the silent sweat it out and this guy walked in i've been there for like a half an hour this guy walked in he's like are you drinking in here i was like no he's like that's was like fucking jameson and i was just like you don't know me bitch <laughs> <laughs> you don't know you talking to me like this god damn it so one of my friends i won't say who because i don't need i shouldn't reveal Morgan. these things but she's <laughs> going to a physical going to have a physical uh, and not thinking because this is like a regular thing that she does she was drinking some seltzers on the way to the doctor that's smart. is this you val no no i haven't been to the doctor in a while um <laughs> 10 years <laughs> So it's my grandfather used to say, 
mm-hmm. and gets to the doctor and like they do all these like they're just routine testing and stuff and the doctor called and he was like you're a little concerned um your test tests came back and it seems that you are pre-diabetic she's like what it's like yeah you know you they're high whatever Le- levels of you know glucose level and all this stuff and she was like but then he was like he just kept being like is there anything that you want to tell me like anything different and change did you do anything different that morning she was like, um i've been drinking bitch <laughs> <laughs> that's what she should have said Shit, i love telling my doctor how much i drink she was fucking fantastic i got this little indian man dr gupta Sweetheart, fucking hilarious. So he's like, yeah, how much do you drink? He's like, one or two glasses a week. I just giggle. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, how, like, you see like a bottle or two? He's like, what kind of bottle, sir? <laughs> it's like, no, I did that shit. I did all that drinking. Like, one or two glasses, like, in an hour, motherfucker. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm not really an alcoholic. I'm functional. I can just not drink. But... I continue to drink this way because it's a part of my lifestyle to change. It's for me. It's like punk rock. You can't get rid of it. <laughs> I was saying the other day when I went, you know, I went to that wedding on um, Sunday. I went to a wedding in Philly and uh, um, and I, I, I realized, I, it's one of those times when you realize when you're hanging out with like regular day walkers that like mm-hmm. my life is very different than theirs. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, do I have a problem? Because I was like, I was like, oh, like, uh, oh, really? there was the, the wedding was weird. I mean, the wedding was at the very, it was at 1230. And then there was like a four hour different, like a four hour, whatever, break between the end of the wedding ceremony and the reception. And I was like, so where are we going? What are we doing? And someone was like, oh, I need to like sit down and take a nap and I was like what and I was like so someone someone else was like yeah I need to go get a drink I was like all right cool what bar are we going to and they were like no like coffee or something and I was like (laughs) it's a wedding motherfucker I was like but wait what and I was like well you know you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning and they all kind of looked at me and I was like is that bad oh you You know, my grandfather used to say that you don't know you have cancer until the doctor. Sorry, you don't have cancer until the doctor tells you. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard something like that before. It's a good call. I was like, do I have a problem? I'm not sure. You don't so have a problem. Can... They have a, they're the ones with the problem. They don't know how to have I can answer your question. We will be there, but we won't be there. Does that make sense? Where are we going? At Angela. Like, we'll be there physically, but we won't be performing or doing anything performing oh yeah we'll just be there yeah we're just hanging out (laughs) yeah we're gonna buy the booze buy all the booze um all right so i'm not gonna ask i'm just gonna go his millennial names are dumb dude i met a dude the other day named jathan (laughs) not jason not nathan just jathan and I don't know about y'all, but I'm horrible at remembering people's names, so I like to say it to them in conversation so it gets stuck in my head. So I was like, hey there, Jathan. Nice to meet you, Jathan. Very interesting name you have, Jathan. And he looks back at me and goes, wow. Are you Theriot right now? 
Some of y'all are probably going to get that one on the, on the ride home. <laughs> you, congratulate you ever congratulate a pregnant woman to come to find out she just eats too many cheeseburgers? Yeah, that's why you don't do that. <laughs> I learned that lesson in my early 20s. <laughs> yeah. So did Wait I. Wait till they tell you, son. Wait till they tell you. <laughs> I learned a long time ago, you never assume that someone is pregnant. Never, ever, yeah. ever. Yeah, my aunt was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Fat bitch. Keep them coming, Marcus. Let's get this party going. What's up? Here he goes, winding up for the shot, and oh, Sterling directly to the 16. Ah, little chance that man's nose for round two. And Shaw takes a moment. Here he goes with the approach. Oh, ball flies straight through his hands at him, straight in the snores. And 129 <laughs> saves and two deafens. Scott, Scott Sterling is back. He's still in the game. Making a very not kids. Sterling, still waiting for the kick to probably wondering when. Oh, my God! Oh, Drill Sterling, right, the man, the myth, the, the legend. legend. Three. Absolutely incredible. Come out. No, wait. They brought him a chair. Oh, City. there is no possible way that North Carolina can mess up this shot. Oh, oh, look at him beg for mercy when it's mercy that should be begging by the Lord. Where's Sterling? He seems to be calling a goal. What is he doing? He's throwing away the match. Oh! <laughs> that one's stupid, but I had to play it out loud. I want to live. I want to live. That was funny as shit. All right. <sighs> Train in mixed martial arts, MMA, some people call it UFC. <laughs> you do UFC, UFC is an organization. MMA, mixed martial arts is a sport. That's like saying you do NBA, you know, you do Golden State Warrior. Anyway, I actually started training on my ex girlfriend's birthday. And I missed her and I was like, man, what if she has a boyfriend? And that's all I needed. So I signed up. It took him like three weeks and I was like, ah, oh, I'll kill everybody. Like, I got it. I think I got it. All you do is twist your hand. I think I got it. You know, I went to my first sparring session, which is like, you know, like light fighting. That's what I thought. I was like, I can't wait the light fight. And I brought a Tinder date to the sparring session. Yeah, bad idea. So first person I sparred, he was like six foot 19. He was, uh, he had tattoos. I don't know if you know this, but tattoos make you stronger. And I didn't even realize that he used to date the girl. I brought on a Tinder date. He was engaged to her. He has children with this woman. Ah, uh, I didn't finish. Oh, uh, she has children with this woman. At least I thought that about the way he beat my ass. That's how <laughs> Let me try to download it again. These motherfuckers. Mm -mm. Goddamn streamyard. These TikToks, motherfucker. What's some bitches? Some bitches. We'll play my favorite guy. Whoops. Play, bitch. Why does God hate me? You'd be surprised. <laughs> Would I be, though? I'm going to mixed martial arts. Let's see. Let me go back. I mean, like, use a hoe. Fuck you, computer. I get it. But he was hitting me like that. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Way to go, guys. Way to go. Way to go, TikToks. Yeah. All right, we'll make it out on my favorite guy. Barbecuing. Bitch, you know it's all about barbecued chicken on a cookout? Bitch, everybody fucks with ribs. Yeah, on the Flintstones, maybe, but this is real life, bitch. Well, you can't have a great cookout without a hot dog. Bitch, you are the stepdad of cookout food. And it's mainly yeah. stepdads that be making your ass. <laughs> bitch, burgers are the only thing that'll make you forget that you're surrounded by a bunch of family members that you don't like. Look, I just want... Bitch, go wait in the car. We already told you several <laughs> times, coleslaw. Why can't I be in the conversation? No. Bitch! Get your ass in the car. <laughs> bitch, I know you see all this fat and juices. We about to clog some arteries up in this bitch. Well, none of you are as good as a steak. Tender, juicy, and moist. Whoa, okay. We have all told you about that word now. Bitch, where's that music coming from? Uh, hey, Uno. Damn. Was that the end or no? No, it wasn't, but I'm not playing it again. God damn. You know it's all about barbecue chicken. It goes this time. Also, like, who the fuck goes to a barbecue is like, damn, I can't wait to get the barbecue chicken. That doesn't work. Anyway. All right, Val, are we going to Delaware still? Yeah. Okay. Y'all going to Delaware tonight? My phone's there. Your phone was there, and that's why you're going to Delaware? Your phone was <laughs> delivered the there. Man, I've been trying to get this phone back for a week now. I'm going there. Uh, and she wants to go to the beach in the morning, and I'm not. It was just well, two hours. I got gotcha. you. It's just better to drive at night than to drive early in the morning. I, I mean, I'm up for another hour, so it's fine. I'm terrible at waking up early. I got you. Yeah. Well, good luck with that bullshit. I'm going to beat my dick and play video games. I'm too big for it. I got shit to do. I got shit to do. Like, scream if you want to, motherfucker. Nobody's coming to save you. <laughs> ah, man. St. Ives. Oof. They still make St. Ives? Uh, I was more of an old E guy. Old English, yeah. yeah. Do you remember? Didn't somebody bring us a bottle one time? Old English, yeah. Who was that? Might have been McGavern. Uh, you ever been to one of, those, one of those places that have like rose in a 40 bottle? No. Yeah, like they sell, there's like one rose that comes in like a 40 bottle. I'm always just like, oh, you know what? White people are buying this. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Brunch. Definitely brunch girls. Mm -hmm. We definitely forgot about the skateboards, Megan. It's because we didn't have Jamie on the show at first. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Like, hey, gotta get, gotta get him in now because boy, oh boy, you're gonna fuck up the church's money. We did get through the first 10 minutes. We, no shit. That's what happened when really? I take off the first no. hour. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we got through it. All right. I mean, I believe you. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's, it's time for some player ending credits, guys. No, Val keeps sending me shit. Well, what because I forgot that I had them. The style five minutes. See, that's like, what's that going to do? What's that going to do? 
Yeah, like, just, like, we, like I know we were getting very inventive with our drug usage and intake. But you just out here frying up weed leaves and shit. Like, come on, young guys. Like, also, it wouldn't look like the leaves you crumpled the fuck up. See, my mother's lying. I know how to cook it. It wouldn't taste good. <laughs> no, it's fucking terrible. Shit. But they would fry it, though. We'll put yeah. gravy on it. We'll put gravy on it. Oh, yeah, Jamie, I gotta show you a shirt. Fuck is it? That's, that's what I got Marcus for his birthday. That is busy as fuck. Whoa. That's my cat. <laughs> Did you get this shirt made? I had it made. I want to a... be Marcus's twin. <laughs> I like the fuck. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> what? I'm impressed with shit, yo. <laughs> I'm looking a little jealous too. Like, damn, that's a too last of the shirt that I can't wear. But I got this for our roommate, Matt. That's his cat. That's even weirder. Even weirder. <laughs> a little tabby. Oh, it was shit. like a. If I got two, then there was like a more of a discount. So I was like, all right, I'll just get two of them. <laughs> Why not? Fuck it, lie, Matt. Why the fuck not? Exactly. Oh man, that's fucking crazy. This cider is a little tart. This one? Which one? Which one's good? Oh uh, yeah, I drank that one first. It was good though. I don't know. I'm not like I, I mean, I feel like a lot of people would like it, but I'm not super excited about tart. This one I didn't mind at all. The, yeah, that's what I'm drinking. The pied one. It's decent. I liked it. Um I'm excited. Truth be told, I really am excited for this foraging event. Reverse cotton picking. I ain't doing this yet. <laughs> Except I got to go like this. Instead of going you can like just this. shake the tree. I can't yeah. shake the motherfucker. Like I told you guys, I don't volunteer. <laughs> I don't volunteer for shit. You should see them PTA meetings. Hey, Mr. Roderick, can you show the fuck you're no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I cannot. No, I cannot. No, I will not. No, fuck, I'm not. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh, you got some time? Mm-mm. Yeah, but if there's drinking show, involved, no? I can do all the drinking by my damn self. If I got to bring the booze, volunteer my time for free, fuck them. <laughs> like I said, I'll donate money. <laughs> all right, guys. With- fun team building events. I, we are already got a team. Fuck that team. Fuck that shit. Like, our team. Our team. Money. The district wants to show team. So my black ass will sit around and watch y'all team build. That's what I meant. And make, ter- and make terrible comments while you do it. You can, you can bring, bring the booze while we I will, I will bring the booze and watch y'all forage y'all motherfucking asses off to your heart's content. But I ain't taking shit. And Jamie, then we I'm, can walk home. Right. Yeah, so, I'm run up the stairs. Fuck, I look like walking home from that bullshit. I'll be tired from all the drinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, my poor shoulder is tired. Goddamn. All right. Where